Welcome to Um That Just Happened, the podcast that makes your commute suck just a little bit less. We recorded at the FTC, edited at Lazarus Bay Studios, recording for posterity on August 14th to be aired on August 21st. We submit for approval your weekly source of audio debauchery. I'm Rodney Sinio. I'm Adam Flores, and a uh, special guest with us today, the guy that, that's on just about every episode besides David Merkel, Mr. Johnny Palma. Hello. <laughs> Alright, so, got a pretty uh, full episode for you guys. A lot of stuff to talk about, so let's just uh, jump right into it, shall we? Mmm. Don't have the speakers and stuff. Yeah, I'll put it in. Sorry. Alright, so, shout-outs. Alright, of course, I want to So, it's been brought to my attention that I am a lot like Nick, in that he has the alley rally. So, now they're saying that I'm just as bad with Maria. So, I don't know what that means. I should stop hyping up the wife so much, or if it's become annoying. <laughs> There you go. So, whatever. Uh, shout out to everyone that comes through to my house and has a good time. Sandra and Rodney came over. Sandra helped make food. We walked in. Sandra's mopping our house. I was like, what the fuck? And she's like, oh, hi, guys. Like, it's nothing. Like, like yeah, I'm just here to mop. Why was she mopping? She's kind of like the Monica character from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know her. They're just so random. Like, just open the door and there she is just mopping. Like, it's nothing. Very, very greatly appreciated shout out to dave merkel for having the first hooking up not at this location so we did a hooking up at his place had a great time shout out to everybody that came by last week for um that just happened was jared dave and mike so we had a really really fun time last week thank you all to all you guys for stopping by that's it for me johnny what do you got uh, just shout out to my wife jessica whose birthday is on monday and tomorrow <clears throat> yeah and for being an awesome mom and Wife, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Pokemon, Pokemon Go, or well, actually, no, but I'm gonna, I might say that for a fuck you, Ronnie. What do you got? Uh, shout out to my wife for uh, I don't know, just walking into Adam Maria's house and just cleaning up. Which um, makes it sound like my my house is a pigsty and she has to clean up after us. No, and I really hope that's not the case. Yeah, no, Tenorios will actually clean bars of soap if they can because they're just <laughs> they're just that that kind of people. Yeah. And birthday shout-outs, I'm totally not ready for, but of course, shout-out to uh, Jessica. Shout-out to Johnny for catching his first Pikachu. Oh, yeah, congratulations. I heard about that. And, and shout to myself for catching a Snorlax. Got one of those bad boys. You got three Slowpokes in one outing, so I was happy about that. Yeah, shout-out to... And the shout-out to the Aerodactyl. Yeah, that's... I don't know. What that, that was means. a hatch? Yeah, that, that a hatch. was a 10K hatch. So, uh, birthday shout outs, of course, uh, uh, Jessica, his birthday's gonna be tomorrow. Uh, Colleen, Chris Mall, Joe Daly, Jignesh, Megan, Violet, and, uh, Matt Rubio. And also a shout out to Ali Spagnola. I think that's how you say it. Ali Spagnola and John Rampton for following the at UTJH podcast Twitter page. Both blue check marks, both have, you know, she has 2.9 million followers. He has 1.1 million flowers, followers. So, I mean, she's hotter, so I can see that that is the case. But thank you guys very much for following, and I hope you guys really enjoy the show. And we will continue to do our best to make sure that you don't get bored with us. Yeah. All right, I guess it's time to cue the theme music. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast News is our opportunity to thank the listeners across the country and around the world for listening. And remember, 
Uh, thank you for the listens. Thank you for all the downloads. But if you ever want to leave us any feedback on to how we can improve the show, what you like about the show, or what you don't like about the show, let us know. Give us a call at fuckpyutjh. That's fuck spelled like Spanish rape because there is no C. Or 385-743-8854. So we'd just like to take a second to thank all the new listeners across the country and around the world. Um, Newburyport, Maine. I think we've seen this on the map. They've got a couple listens actually this week. Uh, it's probably John Cena listening because that's where he's from. Lame. Uh, a couple listeners in Paris, France. Nice to know we got some niggas in Paris listening. Uh, and I'm shaking his head. Uh, Kansas City, Kansas, which is uh, actually part of our regular listening audience, so they're always, uh, they're actually, they're always listening. Uh, Stansfield, North Carolina. Uh-huh. New, uh, new city this week. Squamish, Canada. That sounds like a Pokemon. Yeah, Squamish. I mean, if there's an Oddish, I don't see why there couldn't be a Squamish. Yeah, it sounds like a zucchini dressed up like an Indian or something. Uh, and then Capello do Altro Alegre Brazil. That's more more proof that um, there are Olympians out there listening to our podcast. So, That's what I was going to say. Yeah, thanks for listening. And, uh, of course, thank you to our regular listening audience in Aurora, Chicago, Hanover Park, Joliet, Bolingbrook, Oakland, Skokie, Illinois, Elk Grove Village, uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and Indianapolis to round out the uh, Chicago-led area. Across the country, Wichita, Kansas City, Missouri, uh, D.C., Ashburn, uh, Virginia. On the East Coast, Miami and Fort Lauderdale. On the West Coast, San Jose, Mountain View, Long Beach, and L.A. Internationally, we have Amsterdam, San Paulo, Brazil, Dublin, Ireland, and Chelsea, France. Thank you guys. Very, very highly appreciated the fact that you guys are still listening in. We'll, like I said, do our best to keep you coming back. Booyah. Alright, moving on to the On My Just Saw portion. Alright, so uh, real quick, Tenorio Takeover time. Hey. So we got Sandra here and Jessica, the birthday girl. Maria's supposed to be down here, but someone's got to watch them kids. So the two of them, along with Maria and Liz, shout out to Liz, and Jenny, shout out to Jenny, went to go see Bad Moms. Alright, so it's a real quick tenorial takeover. You guys tell us what you thought of the movie. Alright, you gotta get closer to the recording equipment. The Come, movie! Step, step all the way into the booth. The movie was great! <laughs> it was seriously so freaking funny, like, I can't even stand it. Uh, but, how fast are you gonna buy this on Blu ray when it comes out? I don't know, but Josh. <laughs> But Johnny was even, because I told him how, like, funny it was, and he's like, but I heard it had bad reviews, and I was like, why? I honestly don't even know, like, what, I, don't, I don't really look into reviews on a movie or whatever, and oh, I should have. We're going to get to that, too. I should have looked into the reviews, like, before we went to go see it, but I didn't. But it was kind of good, because you go in there, like, no judgment. Fresh. Right, yeah. I think if you hear bad reviews on a movie, you will go into the movie to see it already thinking, oh, I heard this sucks. Yeah, or or like, or like thinking like, oh, when is the part that's going to suck going to come up or something yeah. like that? Yeah. But honestly, like, no, like I, I, there was one part that really drove me insane that was a part where one of the characters tells me the Kunis, I thought you were going to speak Chinese or something like that. And I'm like, uh, it's Mandarin. It's not Chinese. You know what or, I mean? Like, or could like, be Cantonese. Like, something like that. Like, that kind of bugged me. Like, who didn't do the research on this and knew that Chinese was in a language? Like, it's... I don't know. That, that kind of bugged me. But that was the only part that I can think that was, like, what the hell? That's a really random thing. It is, to be it is super random. I, so, I bet you nobody else thought about that because so they were laughing their ass Let me tell you this right now. As moms, the stuff that they're going through in the movies, was it relatable at Dead did on, um, <laughs> did on, and I think that's what made it funnier, so funnier funny, yeah. because it's. I mean, obviously, we all feel like we're doing our best, and if it's not to anybody else's standards, I, I don't care. It's my we kids are alive, so uh-huh. that's fine. 
But when you see what these moms are doing on screen that you do yourself in real life, you're just... Or that we know we're going to be doing because, I mean, the moms are like... Their kids are like 12, 13. These kids are already in school. Babies, yeah. Um, So it is a little different. Working with homework, um, taking them to activities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not there Um, yet, obviously. but. But one of them has, you know, little kids at home and she's going crazy ironing trying to trying to do chores like trying to do the laundry and cook while her kid is screaming bloody murder in the background and mm-hmm. you're just like that's yeah, a daily that's on a daily that's basis pretty yeah. much what happens <laughs> yeah i mean i can't they want to jump Jason, up and just say hallelujah i think that's what made it even funnier yeah, i think that's just what made it relatable <laughs> Is that, you know, there's at least once a day where I have to, I mean, ignore my kids sounds really bad, but I can't pay attention to them 24-7 because I'll get nothing else done. Mm -hmm. So I have to depend on their toys or their Nabi or um, Pokemon cartoons to Mm -hmm. uh, entertain them for a while or else I'll get nothing else done. Yeah, I just, um, I'm telling you, that's what made it just relatable because it, it was so relatable and it was so like. Maria, Maria came home like with a big grin on her face. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, how's the movie? She's like, so good. Yeah. You know, I think it, another thing that helped it was that we hadn't been to the movies in so long. Mm-hmm. We hadn't seen a co- we hadn't been to the movies to see a comedy. Yeah. In so long. I think the last comedy I saw, sure oh, no, that, we saw The Rock, that, that Kevin Hart movie, Central Intelligence, that one was hilarious too. And I'm sure yeah. that the drink we had before the movie. <laughs> the yeah. one drink? Really? <laughs> <laughs> the one drink. The oh, one yeah. Drink. Uh, <laughs> really? One drink got you? <laughs> they all shared it. <laughs> but, <laughs> Just uh, one big ass drink, a bunch it, of little straws. It wasn't, even, it was like, a black, blue it wasn't even like a total, like, only moms would love this movie because Jenny was there. She's not a mom, and she was laughing her ass off. Yeah. Like, Marissa, Marissa's like, I really think you like this movie. And and I, to be fair, I I really wanted to watch it the day before you guys went. And I was like, let's go see Bad Moms. And then as we were in dinner, I'm like, you know what, man? I, I really don't think that that's a movie I should be seeing with her. Like, that's, yeah. that's something that sh- she should like see with thing. you guys. That's mm-hmm. that's why I sent you that text message that early, because I was like, we get this out there nice and early so you guys can make the plans. But I'm glad it all worked out. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we went. Mm-hmm. It was so Absolutely. fun. It was such a good movie. It, it was yeah. so funny. We are still talking about it. Yeah. And that's how you know. Again, that's just how we know that we really liked a movie. Two or three days later, we're still talking about it. And we're still... I texted them a line of the movie and... Yeah, I'm slapping. giggling to myself thinking about the line in the movie and I mean so it's funny. just but I, I'm glad that I didn't because I did hear that it's not doing well it, but again it's a, yeah, it's I, a, I, I really didn't hear about that it came out at a bad time you had Suicide Squad coming out you had a couple other really big yeah, movies come out so it's true. overshadowed for sure plus it may just it, it may maybe the title or the type of movie that it was it may just alien. it may have just alienated itself with yeah, like thinking, a, like people thinking that only moms would relate to it. No, I like just from the trailer. I'm like, I really want to watch this fucking. Movie, no, yeah, so. it was really good. But we'd like to thank you guys for sharing with us. No prob. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are so last season. <laughs> I hope that's a joke in the I, movie. I hope no, no, it's from Clueless. Oh, oh. <laughs> you guys are dorks. <laughs> Alright, well, thank you, Sonorio girls. <laughs> Bye! Who did not RSVP? <laughs> Whatever that means. Alright. <laughs> oh.
Alright, well, uh, from that, let's move on to other things that we've seen. I'm going to save the big chunk of what I've seen, put that to the side. Uh, All Might just played until dawn. I'm I'm just barely starting that game. Awesome game so far. It's it's not the kind of game that you could go into saying, I'm going to run around and shoot people and do something. It's not that game. It's it's a lot like Walking Dead, where you're just walking around, you find clues for stuff, and you come to various forks in the road. You have to make decisions that are going to affect the rest of the game. The object of the game is to make it through t- until dawn, or with the most amount of people uh, in your group. So, so far, it's a very intriguing game. Hayden Panettiere looks gorgeous, even as a computer-generated character. I was still... Bang the hell out of her. Ward from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is in it. He looks, like, spot on. Like, what, whatever they did for this, they really took the time and the care into the uh, into how the game looks. Not necessarily the gameplay in regards to, you know, running and gunning, but that's not what the story's about. So, 30 or 60 I paid 20 bucks for it. So, at Target, it's 20 bucks right now. And it's worth it to me. You know, it's 20 bucks. It's almost the same as a digital download if I would do that, which I would have done if I'd have seen it um, as a digital download for the same amount. Uh, I haven't gotten far enough in it yet to say whether or not it's worth worth 30 or 60 but it's definitely at least worth the 20 that I paid for it. Besides that, I'm on episode 9 of Pokemon Indigo. Because I'm like, you know what? I never really got up on the TV show. Let me try watching it. So, I'm 9 episodes in. and It's hard to get past the... Oh, Ash! You you can't be saying that to me moments where you know it's very very over the top cartoony but the designs of some of these pokemon is what really intrigues me it's the reason why i i actually do like playing the game because every time i see a pokemon that looks cool i'm like yes that's awesome and it's cool to see their evolution and stuff like that but uh for the most part i just really feel like I feel like the, the the show's still too kiddy for me. Like I'm, I hope I end up getting more into it than I am. I saw episode one of Orange is, is the New Black, which you know, you know, whatever. And uh, I think that's it. Tomorrow, shout out to Nelson. Tomorrow we're gonna go see Enter the Dragon with my father in the theater. So I'm very excited about that. Never seen it in the theater. It's, it's out for one night, one theater, one time only. And Nelson happened to grab tickets, so very appreciative of that. You know, that's one of the. F- Few movies that I cannot think of a line from. Really? Yeah. You have offended me, and you have offended the Shaolin Temple. Oh, man. Is that an actual line from uh, Enter the Drain? Yeah. Hmm. Actually, I don't think it's you have offended me, but... You have dishonored? Fuck! I think it is you have offended me, and you have offended the Shaolin Temple. Let's see. I think it's dishonored. Dishonored all your family, dishonored all your temple. Let's see. Here we go. You have offended my family. My family. And we've offended the Shaolin Temple. Yep, so I stand corrected. Um, but yeah, so that's it for me. Johnny, have you seen anything lately? Uh, I decided to rewatch the first Pokemon movie. Probably liked that a lot better. Really? <clears throat> that's the that's the first appearance of Mew and Mewtwo, yeah. right? Yeah, even though it's like the first Pokemon you see in the uh, in the credits. Yeah, it's like it, like it floats in, right? Yeah, it didn't come out until the movie. Actually, I, I don't think I've ever seen the movie. I've always wanted to. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. There are like four other Pokemon series that I haven't seen, and like the, the uh, animation seems to get better, so it's like I kind of want to... I, I haven't been good about watching the Indigo League in order, because I just like, okay, I just want to see the one where Bulbasaur comes out. And the <laughs> Squirtle Squad episode is pretty hilarious, too. Yeah, I've uh, never seen a Pokemon movie. Yeah, I've only seen the first one. The first one's pretty good. Is Ash always in the series? Or does it move on to somebody else eventually? Uh, 
I think he's still the main one. I think they need to have like a Pokemon fighting game where it's just Pokemon versus Pokemon. Like, have, have it sort of like Marvel versus Capcom style. I think they do, don't they? Well, there's Pokemon Stadium. Like, I think for the N64 where it's like... Well, there's something for the Wii. There was one Wii where they, they, they didn't jump before, right? Like, you couldn't press a jump. Like, there wasn't like a jump button. I remember that now. There was, there was, I think there was a, a Pokemon game for the GameCube that you could actually bring your Pokemon from your Game Boy into fight. I just think that they're missing a golden opportunity there. It'd be pretty cool to just like if you ran into like a fellow trainer and was like, "Hey, you want a battle?" and just like, yeah, like that's the, okay. Not to cross paths with your uh, Omega Saw, but I feel like Pokemon Go should be more than it is. Like it, it's a cool game in concept. Hey, let, you know, I'm walking around this world and I can catch Pokemon. That's great and all, but I feel like there should be a way that you could, you know, straight up fight your friends Pokemon versus Pokemon. And if they lose, you could steal their Pokemon, kind of thing. I thought I think that's you know they're missing an opportunity there. Prepare for trouble. Yeah, everyone's gonna walk around as Team Rocket. Someone's gonna get shot over Pokemon here in Chicago. It's gonna be great. Anyway, I'm sorry. What else have you seen, if anything? Well, I decided to play Rocket League. Mm. Fun. Have you played Rocket League? That's the one with the remote control cars and soccer ball. Yeah. yeah. No. That's a fun fucking. That's a, that's much more fun than I thought it was gonna be. Is it online? It's ten bucks, yeah, right? Right now. Online. Is yeah. it ten bucks? Play online and. Yeah, I played against David Merkel, I think, once. Oh, it's just one-on-one? No, no, you no, can play... No, it's like a, a team. I think it's, what, two, four? Two? It could be like two versus two or yeah. more. So we could do, like, you two versus me and Dave one day or whatever. Because you can make the card jump and everything. It gets pretty cool, yeah. Object just to score. It's kind of like soccer with cars, basically. It's always... It was fun, though. And then I played Gang Beasts. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. That game is pretty damn hilarious. It's what just, like, it? basically... Four characters that walk around like they're drunk all the time. But it's like little animated characters. And there's blue, red, yellow, and I forgot the last color. But you basically go around beating each other. And the object of the game is whoever falls completely like out of the map, like basically like dies. So it's like you just basically hit each other all the time. And then there's this one map where it's an elevator. And you could like literally jump off. And like let's say somebody's hiding inside the actual elevator. You could hit the rope and it'll cut off the rope and the elevator will just fall off. That's pretty fun. Yeah, Weird. Gang Beasts? Yeah, Gang Beasts. I'm looking at images of it. What's it on? PS4? Uh, it hasn't come out yet, but uh, they had a beta for the computers. Interesting. Rodney, what have you seen? Uh, I saw The Killing Joke. How was it? It was pretty rough. Really? Man, I, I haven't seen it only because I really am scared that that's going to the thing with, The thing with The Killing Joke, I mean, the book itself was controversial because it was like... An adult content book that, like, when comic books were very campy. Yeah. You know, it was like the end of the... I don't know what Innocent you know. era, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those that don't know, this is the comic book where, spoiler alert, Joker shoots Barbara Gordon, and it's what took her from being Batgirl into Oracle. But it was... She, he rapes her, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very, like, cha- changed the face of comics forever. Like, yeah. So. But, I mean, at, at this point... In time, I mean, yeah, it was exciting to hear Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill on the same cartoon again and hear familiar voices, but, I mean, it's kind of like taking a penthouse now and trying to show it to a 20-year, 1-year-old after, you know, they'd had the internet for so long and, and trying to be, get them to be impressed. It's like, yeah, it's... 
Right. I've, okay. seen, I've seen worse, you know. And, I've and, seen better. And it made Batman look like such a, you know, so weak. Like, it fucking sucks. Basically, it makes Batman, it's almost like Batman's going to the Joker and is like, hey, you know, I'm getting kind of tired and one of us is going to die. We should work this out. And it didn't have that, like, suspenseful, questionable ending at the end of it. I mean, it, yeah, they did kind of fade to black, but it's very much made it seem like, hey, okay, Batman and Joker are going to get along. They made that same mistake of, like, you know, I don't really agree with that opinion where people go, well, you know, the, uh, the story or the hero's only as good as his enemy. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's just an excuse to like humanize the enemy. It's like it's like what George Lucas did with like the the prequel Star Wars movie. It's like oh yeah, let's make Darth Vader relatable or what you know what's his name does with uh, every Batman movie or Tim Burton. It's like, yeah. Let's make it more about the villain than it is about the hero. It's like no. No, they, they, they showed, like, the Joker's background, and... That's what I mean. But I think the Killing Joke did touch on the Joker's background as well. I mean, you, you, had, you had to talk about at least a little bit the Red Hood. Yeah. Because that was a big part of that. But, yeah, it's, it's a lot like what Claire and uh, Jared feel about the Nolan verse, like, that they concentrate so heavily on, you know, an emphasis on the villains, not so much on the heroes. Yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, I heard it was like Mark Hamill and uh, Kevin Conroy's last performance as Batman and Joker, which is crying shame because it's kind of a shitty way to go out. And I can't I don't think understand of another why, important story though that they would join up for anyway. Why? Why would they make that their last performance anyway? Because it's like because it's not to, like they're to be fair. The end all be all for between Batman and Joker is that series. I can't think of anything else to, to tie in besides like Hush, which is gonna be, which would have to be like a three part movie. Yeah, I really wish Kevin Conroy would have done the uh, Dark Knight Returns. I feel like you need somebody older for that though to get like the weight in their voice a little bit more. Yeah, but Kevin Conroy, he did older Bruce Wayne. Now here's the thing: so Sessie and and he did Batman Beyond. Yeah. Oh, I mean, but oh yeah, that's true. Sessie and Sebastian have a uh, a Batman book. And every time I do Batman's voice, I try to do Kevin Conroy. Like, I can't just be like, and then Batman said, oh, no, that's not the way to do it. Like, I have to, oh, no, that's not the way you do that. You know, and I have to try and get the Kevin Conroy because I'm like, I, I want that to be the voice of Batman. The end. Joker, I can never do the Joker. Uh, I can kind of get the Joker in, like, a good day. All right, so, you want to touch on it now? You ready? Uh, yeah. Do it. Fuck you up. Was that in the movie? No, that was on one of Kevin Smith's podcasts. Nice. Rodney and I separately saw Suicide Squad. <clears throat> Have you seen this movie? Do you mind if we spoil it? Alright, spoilers up the ass for this movie. First off, out of uh, 10 stars, what would you give it? I would give it a solid 4. Wow. Oh. I was going to say at least 5. Or at most 5. Kind of a blah storyline. Wait, wait. Did you say out of 10? Out of 10, yeah. Oh shit, I thought you said out of 5. <laughs> So, what, you'd give it like a, an 8 out of 10? I'd give it like a B minus. Damn. I'd, I'd give it a solid C. Out of 10. I'd give it a C only because it's like, the story wasn't that great. The development of the characters wasn't there, which you couldn't really do because of the fact that you had so many spinning plates. I feel like, I really feel like I was trying to be Guardians of the Galaxy with the soundtrack. Like every two seconds, let's have like a really popular song in there, you know, to kind of keep people entertained. Like if the soundtrack wasn't there, I don't know if I'd care for the movie as much. Like if it was like a darker toned movie, like I heard it originally was, mm -hmm. would it have been as good a movie? Probably not. For everyone's bantering about DC wanting to make realistic characters, which still I don't know why the fuck they do this. Oh, you know, you want to 
we fight for realism in, with DC. No, you don't. You have Superman in a red, white, and blue costume, essentially. A guy dressed up as a bat. What's so hard about putting Harley Quinn in a costume? You know, Will Smith looked dope when he's wearing the mask. I don't, I don't want to see fucking Will Smith with that eyepiece. That, that, that's not what I paid money for. So first, first and foremost, I thought it was hilarious that two of the Suicide Squad members are just gone right from the fucking beginning. You got Enchantress who ends up you know, spoiler alert all over the place with this, ends up becoming the bad guy, and Slipknot dies within, you know, the first 30 seconds of him being on the team. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? So, the Suicide Squad's already been relegated down to five people. Boomerang did nothing, really. Yeah, I think he threw, like, one boomerang. Yeah, they got knocked out of the sky, so it wasn't even, like, a cool way of doing it. Diablo was cool. Rick Flag was sometimes a soldier, you know, sometimes not. I mean, he... He was what I thought I was going to like the movie for, and it wasn't that. I don't know, it just, it, it wasn't, it was a fun movie to watch, it just wasn't a good movie in terms of comic book movies. And they weren't, like I was telling Rodney, they're not badass enough. Like, is it cool to see Will Smith shooting at targets? Yeah, but there, I mean, there are other people in the world that can do that. It's not like Will Smith's the first person to shoot every target with a bunch of different guns. I mean, they have competition for shit like that. But my thing is, where's the question mark for these guys? Like, it's almost like they didn't want anybody to be too much of a bad guy. You know, Will Smith is a higher killer, but it doesn't do women or children. You know, Harley Quinn, you never really even see her killing anybody. Even the Joker. The Joker. Nothing. Croc. I, I He's do. just a guy that wants to be locked up. Diablo's a guy that wants to be locked up. I, I absolutely agree with you. That was probably one of the worst Jokers I've ever seen. I mean, I don't know. I can't really say that it was all Jared Leto's fault. I mean, he didn't have much to work with in terms of storyline. It was horrible. Like, the whole Joker angle was about him chasing after Harley or him trying to save Harley or break Harley out in, in the relationship and how he, you know, got a commitment out of Harley. Like... That's absolutely not who Harley Quinn is. Like, Harley Quinn is, yeah, she's infatuated with the Joker, but they're not a Bonnie and Clyde type of relationship. Harley Quinn, like, the, the dynamic of her character and what's funny about her character is that the unrequited love that she has for the Joker, who half the time doesn't even acknowledge her. Yep. She's the, the stark contrast of Batman and Robin. While Batman's always, you know, careful about ro what Robin's doing, Robin, don't do that. All that kind of stuff, like, you know, no, you can't take the Joker on yourself. The Joker's the opposite. Joker's very much, you know, Harley can do whatever the fuck she wants. He might be there, he might not. When he gets stuck, he expects her to come. But, well, he doesn't even expect it. Like, if she shows up, he's not even really grateful. So there's that. At first, I was like, maybe it's the writing. But when I think about it, it's it's his performance I don't like either. Like, the part where a guy, that, that uh, the guard is, like, in that chair and, like, they grab him. And the Joker comes walking into the room. And he's growling at him. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it's, uh, so Joker, both Joker and Harley, like, Harley, like, has very glimpse of it, but, like, they they enjoy, they legitimately enjoy what they do in its most sadistic form. This was, like, very Bonnie and Clyde. This was very, like, okay, Joker's a gangster, or Joker's, like, a, a boss, and he just dresses weird, or acts weird, you know, it's, that, that's not... What... He couldn't talk with the grilling. Yeah. Like, it's like trying to talk with your tongue over your teeth. That's how he looked, that's how he sounded. When he tells his henchmen, we have to go get Harley, and he's real serious, and he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, we get him ready or whatever, we gotta go get her. And then for whatever reason, then he lays down in his semicircle of knives and laughs. And I'm like, it's not even, like, he's not saying anything funny. Like, it's not, like, he wouldn't just laugh after saying that. Like, it's, it's, yeah, that, they just, I that, don't know. So, so that's why I don't really, like, blame it all on Jared Leto, because the laugh was actually pretty good. It was, it was original. It was, but it's just, it's stupid. It's like, okay, now lay, lay down and laugh. This will be something great for the trailer. Like, as 
no bearing on anything that you're saying. Like, like if you said, let's go get Harley and we're gonna tear this city apart, eh, 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 then I'd, you know, be fine with it. But just, he's serious, then he just lays down around his knives and laughs. Like, what? Yeah, no, I, I definitely needed a little more crazy. Yeah. From Joker and Harley. Like, I don't know. If it was crazy and it was like, I mean, he was a clown. They made reference, oh, the clown. But it's like he didn't do any very clown-like stuff. It's like He, he was really like just like a, 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 a gangster with the nickname, the Joker. Yeah. He was not a guy that fell into a vat of acid, which he falls into a vat of acid. None of that burns any of those bullshit tattoos off of him. Uh, what what turned that water blue and blue and uh, red? Like they jump in the water, the water turns blue and red, and they come out and it's blue and red around. And I'm like, where's the blue? Where's the red? And, and so much for the theories about all oh, his scars and his tattoos and what they mean. Yeah, just went all out the window. I was like, dude, you guys are like DC so full of shit with these fucking movies. Batman was the best part. Batman and Diablo were the best part, and the Flash showing up for a second. Here's my next question: All this shit's going on. The Flash goes all the way to fucking Australia to stop Boomerang for a bank robbery, but he doesn't show up when fucking Enchantress is going off? Yeah, where's Superman when that happened? Like, that's well, like... even you could even argue because Superman's dead right now. But where the fuck is the Flash for this stuff? It's not like they had meta- they had two metahumans on the team, Diablo and Croc. Croc barely counts. So Diablo, El Diablo was the only metahuman on the team. And yeah, and then also Cara Delevingne... Cara Delevingne? Not, not worth sleeping with if she's, uh, possessed. Have you seen... <laughs> have you seen the How It Should Have Ended, their review of the movie? No. Watch it. It's not It's not in How It Should Have Ended, technically, but it's because they're working on it. But I'll wait for the How It Should Have Ended. But they, they talk about the whole movie in general, and he's like... And they show they show Enchantress when, uh, when at the end she has the whole headdress on. And, like, she's doing, like, a weird hula hoop dance... And, like, they just animated it. And I, and I remember watching the movie, like, why is she dancing while she's talking to them? What the fuck is up with the Ghostbuster ending? That like she looked just like Zool. Like, no. If Stay Puft would have shown up, I wouldn't have even been surprised. Nelson said, the brother of Enchantress looked like a knockoff of, of the Destroyer from Thor. Well, this is other point. Nelson has some really good points. He's the one that said about the vat of acid. Why didn't, it, why didn't it take off the tattoos? I don't know. It just... I mean, I wasn't... You can listen to the other episodes. My expectations weren't through the roof. But they were low enough that it was like, okay, fucking impress me. And it was a fun movie. It really was. But it just wasn't... Yeah, like, there, there are already people saying like, oh, this is the best portrayal of Joker that we've ever had. Which they said about Heath Ledger. Which they said about fucking Jack Nicholson. So, it can't keep getting better, people. Somebody's gonna have to suck. And it starts with Jared Leto. Jared Leto makes me like the Heath Ledger Joker. Mm. Yeah, and talk about, like, oh yeah, constantly, we're the bad guys, we're the bad guys. Like, the worst thing they did was they shoplifted. <laughs> like, yeah. Amanda Waller killed more people than the Joker. Like, that was just, they didn't do enough to make them seem like, man, we really shouldn't have a team of these guys. They they, they did a great job with Amanda Waller, though. Amanda Waller was good. Wasn't she the same one in um in Civil War? No. That, that's not the same? That's the same thing. Man. Not all black people look alike. No, but uh, I thought the same thing at first. I'm like, isn't that? And I was like, no, no, no. Different actors, different actors. But yeah, I just... I really wish that they'd have done more to make it seem like we really shouldn't have this team of people. Like, they might kill us, they might kill each other. And for all the threats that Will Smith made, oh, when I get out of here, I'm gonna hurt you, I'm gonna do this. Oh, you're on the list, you're on the list. He didn't do shit to anyone. Yeah. Ugh, whatever. And fuck you to Rick Flagg for just standing there when Amanda Waller kills all these people and you're just gonna be okay with it because I wanna find my girlfriend. Fuck out of here. If you're a soldier, you're a soldier. Do the fucking right thing. It's like they don't know how they wanna write people. 
I did like the part where the Joker's dancing with Harley. Oh, yeah, like, uh, was it the Hush? Yeah. Very Alex Ross. Um, there's a painting by Alex Ross that's exactly like that, so. Margot Robbie looked hot as Dr. Quinzel. Yes, not as Harley Quinn to me. Yeah. And if I want to see her naked, I can just watch, watch Wolf of Wall Street. So what? what's the big deal to have her in fucking booty shorts and smeared fucking makeup? Stupid fucking all right, so moving on from that to uh, rabbit hole. All right, so rabbit holes when we uh, fall down to the interwebs of the internet. So down the rabbit hole. Alright, so my rabbit hole has been a bunch of Eric Andre show compilations. You guys don't know Eric Andre, check him out, very, very funny stuff. And just a series of Pokemon stuff. Pokemon, 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 just all the episodes. Um, they're just about all on YouTube, so I hit a bunch of those up. So, that's it for me. What have you been looking at on the internet? Basically car mods. Car mods? For what? Which car? The Mustang? Yeah. Something besides tints? You're gonna get a spoiler on there? No. Everybody has one. Oh, yeah. You, are uh, you gonna drop it? No. Not yet. I did get an intake, but I'm looking at axle backs now to make it a little louder. Oh, fuck. He's gonna be that guy with a Mustang. I'm telling you, no. you gotta get, you gotta get <laughs> headers first before you get the... No, that's a different thing. That's, that's not your ordinary fart cannon Honda out here. <laughs> fart cannon? Yeah. This guy. Second gear and you can hear it like if it's going 60 miles an hour. Why don't you just uh, make it into a manual car? It's too much work, because then you have to swap out so many parts. It's not even worth it. Maybe once the tranny dies, it'll be a choice. But... Swap it all the way out? Yeah. You're going to get a giant J gear shifter? It's going to be a skull. Are you going to repaint it, or are you going to keep it bumblebee yellow? I don't know. I was thinking about plastic dipping and just getting matte black. That'd be nice. Just for now. Or you can just get the full uh, body kit stickers and just like get the matte black and cover up the... <laughs> Just, just no, a, a lot of people are doing. A lot of people are doing that with leases. It's like you know, you can get a cheap car leased. You get a good deal on a lease if you're willing to deal with like Hunter Green that nobody wants. And then right? you just put the uh, sticker on it. Yeah, you just put the sticker on it. Take the sticker off when you put the car back. Anything else? Uh, no, that's it for now. Rodney, uh, I've been getting into toy videos. Toy unboxing videos. <laughs> Still? Yeah. I was watching a video. I was watching Jason watch a video of that shit. Well, that's why I got into toy Because <laughs> before, when I talked about a rabbit hole, it was because it was Jason was doing it. But, um, yeah, my sister got him, and this was completely random. She got him a Spider-Man uh, Mr. Potato Head. Nice. So, I, I had never noticed this before, but the kids constantly watch Toy Story, Toy Story 2, 1, 2, and 3. And, um... If you watch Jason watching Toy Story, he always mimics and knows the lines of Mr. Potato Head for whatever reason. It's like of all the characters, like Buzz, Woody, you know. You uncultured swine. Yeah, and he does. He does like the mannerisms, the, the you know the arm movements that Mr. Potato Head does all the time. And it's so weird because usually he'll pick up on the main character. Like for a while, he was on his frozen kick, and he would do the Elsa like hand movements, and blah blah whatever. But like when he watches Toy Story, it's Mr. Potato Head that he's just so focused that's, on. That's weird. So it, it was kind like of like in a good way. It was kind of funny coincidence because I was looking up. Okay, I was gonna buy him a Mr. Potato Head, and it's kind of like if you ever been in the market for a Mr. Potato Head, which sounds kind of funny. It's like, which one do you buy? Do you buy the original? Do you buy the play school? Do you buy the Mr. Potato Head and his bucket of parts? There's a Hulk. 
you buy Mrs. Potato Head, you buy one of the superhero potato heads, like, so, my sister ended up randomly buying him, like, one of the smaller Spider-Man potato without heads. Without you telling her anything about it? Yeah, without me telling her, she's like, how did you know he liked Mr. Potato Head? He was like, oh, I just saw a superhero thing and figured I'd buy it for him. That's hilarious. Then I started looking up and doing research, like, toy videos on Mr. Potato Heads, and they, they come in <laughs> pairs. So, like, the Hulk usually comes with a Dr. Doctor Oc- Dr. Octopus Mr. Potato Head, which is a pretty awesome Mr. Potato Head. Why would the Hulk come with Dr. Octopus? Or, I'm sorry, a Spider-Man comes oh. with... The Hulk usually comes with, uh... Abomination? No. Leader? No. Those are, like, his two main bad guys. But they're, um... Crusher Creel? Uh, I don't remember who it was. I'm looking it up right now. But um, there was also a whole series of, like, Transformer Mr. Yeah. Potato Heads. And there's even, like, a Starscream Mr. Potato Head. Hulk comes with Wolverine, which is also a pretty awesome Mr. Potato Head. There's an Avengers Mr. Potato Head series with, like, Iron Man Potato Head and Captain America Potato Head. Nice. Thor looks pretty cool. I was just watching videos of that. That's cool. Because I guess you can mix you can mix, mix, mix and match, like, the arms <laughs> and the yeah. legs and the masks. They the, call the, the Optimus Prime one called something else, isn't it? Yeah, but so there's the original Mr. Potato Head with the Optimus Prime parts. But then there's the miniature Mr. Potato Head, which is funny because if you take everything off, it's still Mr. Potato Head underneath everything. And uh, the Optimus Prime Mr. Potato Head comes with Optimus Prime mask and the Optimus Prime body. But you can actually take those parts off and put the truck parts on. So it's just like a potato on a truck with like the windows and the wheels and everything. It's it's actually pretty funny. I thought they renamed some of them. Like it wasn't, it was like... uh... Look, they even have a Red Hulk Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, I'm just looking at Mr. Potato Head, Optimus. They have a bunch of these, man. That's what I'm saying, like... But like the mini ones, even, you were saying. I kind of want to don't want to go that ra- down that rabbit hole, because then it's... Because Jason... Yeah, Mr. Saw- Potato Head parts all over the fucking place. Well, yeah, and Jason saw me looking up all these Mr. Potato Heads. They have a Scarlet Centurion Mr. Potato Head? That is random. <laughs> Holy fuck. But, but Jason's caught me watching all these Mr. Potato Head videos and unboxing. He's like, I want them all. Oh, you just... After yourself on that one, buddy. Yeah, pretty much. There's a Bumblebee, Mr. Potato Head. I just saw that. All right, let's move on from that to our uh, status faction. Status faction is where we talk about our favorite statuses from social media, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, or what have you. Uh, Facebook and read my Alright, so both of mine are from Joe King, the guy that I usually steal. He's from, uh, first one said, I signed up for an exercise class and was told to wear loose-fitting clothing. If I had any loose-fitting clothing, I wouldn't have signed up to begin with. Uh, the second one was, my dog was licking his nuts, and my friend said, I wish I could do that. I said, you better pet him first, he's kind of mean. So, thank you Joe King for the free humor. Do you have any Facebook posts or anything like that? Are you even on Facebook anymore? I don't even see you on there anymore. I hardly even check anything social media nowadays. Anything that like a Mustang forum is talking about right now that tickled your fancy? No, like Mustang I, jokes? I always see the, the, if you see a Mustang coming towards you, run away. Because I guess Mustang drivers have a tendency to crash or something like that. Oh, nice. So that's pretty sweet. Just be careful. Rodney? Uh, I'm going to steal Mr. Michael Perez's satisfaction from last week. I went back and watched the uh, Fila kids video and um i also watched their reactions to the feel of kids videos like the, the kids pretty articulate 
And um, I put it into the episode, uh, for those of you who hadn't noticed. And, uh, yeah, I liked what he had to say. It kind of made me think back to, you know, back in the day, like high school days or even grade school days. Threw me back to when my sister made my mom buy her a pair of Cavaricis. <laughs> You're so old. And she had to explain to my father why my sister needed a $50 pair of pants with a label on the zipper. Yeah, then, then, I, then I thought about to my grade school days and, like, the... In grade school was the only time I had a pair of Jordans, and yeah, I do remember, like, all the kids, like, all the kids had Jordans, and they had, you know, the Air Flights, and I had the Jordan 6, which, I, uh... I never shit, like, I was never that guy, I think the worst I ever got was my ice cream stuff, but that was more because I liked Pharrell, like, I wanted to put money towards him, because I was like, dude, Pharrell's the shit, I'll give him as much of my money, whether it be in his music venue, uh, music stuff, or whatever, like, here, take my money, so... Well, for me in high school, it was um, it actually was the uh, Tommy Hilfiger era. Really? Where it's like everything was Tommy Hilfiger. Like even T-shirts were Tommy Hilfiger. And like back in the day, it was like $30 for a Tommy Hilfiger T-shirt, which, you know, is the equivalent of like a $60 T-shirt. You now know? you buy one, they give you six Tommy Hilfiger shirts for free. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I don't even know if that's true. Well, I mean, as the story goes, was it Tommy Hilfiger who was like, oh, yeah, I don't make... Yeah. I make my clothes for white people or something like that. So, I don't know if that story's true or not. I heard the same thing, but just uh, put differently. I think he said, uh, like, I guess black people were like, or like during an interview, like, why don't you make uh, clothes more accessible for black people? Somebody asked, and he's like, well, well, I don't make my clothes worrying about whether or not black people are going to wear them because I don't make them for black people. Some shit like that. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, it was back in the day when you know nobody could double check what he actually said on the internet. But to me, it never made sense because it's like the Tommy Hilfiger stuff one, like my dad would buy me like that kind of stuff without me asking for it. Like he, he bought me a, um, one time a Burberry polo and it's like, I wear it a lot cause you know, I used to wear polos a lot for work and people were like, Oh look, Burberry polo. Like I wouldn't think any, anything of that, but to me, it never made sense for me to buy a brand, to spend twice as much for that brand. And for that brand to be across my chest so I can go out and basically advertise for your brand to convince all of my friends to also buy that brand. It's like, if you want me to advertise for you, you should be paying me to wear your stuff. Instead, I'm paying twice as much for me to advertise for you. It doesn't really make sense. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I never got that as a kid. Like, I, I mean, I did get the, the peer pressure from like kids in high school and like how, you know, this is how you're supposed to be. This is how you're supposed to dress. This is how you're supposed to, this is what you're supposed to wear. This is the music you're supposed to listen to. But it's just like, I, uh, you know. Okay, so real quick. Apparently he was, uh, he was on Oprah Winfrey and Oprah Winfrey said, um, she asked if what he said was accurate. And apparently what he said was, if I had known that African Americans, Hispanics, and Asians would buy my clothes, I would not have made them so nice. And I wish those people would not buy my clothes. They were made for upper class whites. Um, and Oprah asked if he did say those things. Now it's and he said yes. And Oprah immediately asked Hilfiger to leave her show. So. It has been circulating about me and a very famous clothing designer. Have you heard it? Yeah. Who's heard it? You've heard it. Okay, okay. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. The rest of you who don't, pay attention. <laughs> so the truth is, I thought that this, this really horrible rumor had been laid to rest many, many years ago. So I was stunned when my friend Gail uh, said to me just the other day that it's back on the Internet. Do people still believe this rumor? See for yourself. Okay, so this is astounding to me, and in just the last few months... We got another huge stack of letters about this very rumor from viewers across the country. 
So today, for the very first time in Oprah Show history, Tommy Hilfiger is here, and we're setting the record straight once and for all. that's going around. Here's what it says. It says that I'm sure many of you watched the recent taping of the Oprah Winfrey show where her guest was Tommy Hilfiger. And on the show, Oprah asked him if he had said, quote, if I had known African-Americans, Hispanics, Jews, and Asians would buy my clothes, I would not have made them so nice. I wish these people would not buy my clothes as they are made for upper-class white people. His answer to Oprah was a simple yes when she asked him, and she then immediately asked him to leave her show. That's the rumor that's going around on the Internet, and I'm sure many of you have heard this rumor, correct? So let's break this down. Tommy, in the 21 years that we've been on the air, um, have you ever been on the show before today? Unfortunately not. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately not. This rumor has been going on, as far as I can tell, for at least the past decade. At least 10 years. At least 10 years. And when you first heard it, Tommy, what did you think? I, I didn't believe it. I thought it was crazy. And uh, friends of mine said they they heard the rumor. I said that's it's crazy. There's no that that can't be. I was never on the Oprah show. I no. would never say that. Yeah. And all my friends and family who know me and people who work with me and people who have grown up with me said that's crazy. What? Oh, all right. I'll let you guys watch that on your own. But that's that's amazing because this very day I thought that was a true story. Me too. So even though you just checked right now, I know. Looks like I'm buying some Tommy Hilfiger shit starting tomorrow. <laughs> Our apologies to Mr. Hilfiger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to sponsor us, we'll keep the uh, the truth going for a while for you, buddy. Um, all right, so moving on from yeah, I'm that Tommy station. just Hilfiger. <laughs> Guess what we just Hilfiger out. Uh, Alright, so let's move on to the fuck you department. Fuck you to people. We went to Old Navy. or Old Navy. I always say that. We went to Navy Pier today and we had the double stroller. Why the fuck do people want to play chicken all the time when I have this fucking stroller coming at you? Like, you see me moving, but you you want me to try to move up onto the ledge of a sidewalk when you're blocking the ramp part of the sidewalk as I'm trying to cross the street. Get the fuck out of the way. And they're just straight staring like, oh, look at the kids. Move. Move out of the way. This thing is fucking heavy with these two kids in our bags and pails in them and stuff like that because the kids want to play with the sand. Go fuck yourselves. I hate that shit. So people walking into the strollers at uh, Navy Pier. Thank you. Johnny, I know you got some deep-seated anger that you don't let out somewhere. No, I haven't had much happen except for going to work. Work's been good. How about fuck you to H.H. Gregg? (laughs) Maybe gas prices. So gas prices. I'll take that. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Rodney? My fuck you this week goes to the people at Costco. Uh, <laughs> the thing is... I gotta go there tomorrow. I, I go to Costco all the time. Really? Like, literally all the time. Like, it's on the way home from work, and I can't stand making the big trip to Costco. So that's why I'm going there all the time. I usually go in for, like, one thing at a time. A vat of mayonnaise. Yeah. Which is unheard of at Costco, because usually you go to Costco, and you get that, you know, that pallet that you put everything on with the forklift to go to your car. But the thing is... Where I live, parking's not always a guarantee. So it's like if you get a blo- if you get a spot that's like two blocks down, well, you're kind of fucked if you have went a trip to Costco because you don't have that same you know Home Depot yeah. double wide cart. 
to get, you know, all your stuff back to the house. And I don't want to dig through the box bin and be like, okay, let me get this box and put it inside a bigger box so I can carry these. No, it's just stupid. So instead, I go to Costco for like one thing at a time, box of diapers, box of wipes. You know, next day I'll go for, for applesauce. And it makes... The shopping experience at Costco a lot more fun because it's like you know you're not dealing with the like stupid ridiculous line you know in you're basically in and out you don't have to deal with people not moving their cart but it's the same thing we've talked about before where it's like since I only have the one thing um, every once in a while most people let me through but like people at Costco are so miserable while they're shopping because they're doing the big trip with you know the huge cart of things I gotta do the big trip tomorrow that sometimes they don't even notice me I'm just I have this one big ass box of diapers I'm just I want to be in and out so so all of those people who shop at Costco I'll, I'll make sure to look behind me if you're in line like right hey just jump in our line you're right um, <laughs> fuck I, I, I put off going to Costco for three days now <laughs> like I've been off for four days straight and I'm like what are we going to tomorrow's going to be it because I told Maria I'm like Look, we'll go tomorrow it's Monday it shouldn't be that thick we'll go at like noon it's gotten so bad that the, the people at Costco know who I am like you know first they kind of weirded them out it's like you're just buying the one thing because like going to Costco right, one like, time where's the rest of your shit yeah yeah just buy one thing and see how people stare at you funny and the funny thing is is that the people at the door still have to look at my receipt it's like Dude, you just saw me here yesterday. There's one thing on my receipt. Do you really need to go over with the highlighter and oh, be like... That, I'm sorry. That brings me back. Marie and I went to Giordano's two nights ago. And it's pouring outside. So Marie and I both got wet. Walked inside. They set us down. And we're right underneath the air conditioning vent. So we're both cold. Maria's like, can you go get my sweater? I was like, out of the car. I was like, yeah, we parked in the lot. So I go to walk out and the two girls that are working, they're like, have a nice night. And I'm like, no, no, I'm just going to the car. They're like, oh, okay. Go out to the car. I'm gone maybe 10 seconds. Come back in. Hi, welcome to Giordano's. Can we help you? I'm like, I just left. Like, there's no, there hasn't been enough time for you to forget me. Not really. You looked me right in the eye. You looked me up and down and I walked out and I walked back in. Fuck you to those people for not paying attention. So the hostess at Giordano's? Yeah. The thing, the thing about hosts at a restaurant, excuse me, I believe I know the restaurant restaurant experience. There are, I don't want to badmouth the host. Those are Uh-oh. the people who can't really serve. You're really not old enough. <laughs> Just smile at the pretty people when they walk in. So, so either they're not old enough, um, or if they are old enough, they uh, they don't they want to continue to work in the restaurant, but they don't want to really do anything else but be the nice person. So they're like conditioned to like door opens or somebody walks past them. Okay, have a good night. Like. I've had hosts tell other employees, <laughs> okay, have a good night. You know, so it's... it's Not the sharpest tools in the shed, huh? Well, no, it's more of like a Pavlov's condition thing. It's like, you know, they see the door, but okay, have a good night. Thanks, folks. <laughs> All right, moving on to the really, really... Just my... sponsored by Lim Insurance this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, for the moments in life when you find yourself saying, really? Really? I forgot what show I was on. Make sure you have the appropriate... for the hill figure one. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you have the appropriate insurance, uh, whether it be for home, life, auto, or porta potty. Uh, give them a call at 312 945 6254 and get a free quote or visit their website at alliminsurance.com. That's A L I M for a limb because they're not going to charge you an arm and a leg. Alright, so my really, really goes out to Maria because yesterday she went out with the girls and Talia had left her pink cup here, or her parents left her pink cup here for a week. And Maria has seen or been to your house at least twice this week and she hasn't taken that fucking cup. So last night I was like, look, I'm going to take the kids for a walk because that way they don't see her leave and flip the fuck out on me. Like, don't forget that cup. She leaves, drives away, I come inside, guess what's waiting for me at the counter? That fucking cup. I'm like... 
So I, t I, t I took a picture of it, sent it to Maria, and just put, really? Really? Because that's, that's what we're doing now. Because she hit me with a really, really few weeks ago. Like, I left the mess that she had told me to clean, like, just prior to me going somewhere. And she put really, really. So I was like, ha-ha! My turn. So, really, really to Maria. How do you like that for my alley rally? Huh? Huh? Motherfuckers. Alright, what do you got? Fucking Johnny lives a trend life. Go fuck yourself. Rodney? <laughs> um, I really, really... Goes out to Sandra Soldier this week. Field? Oh. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, so Aubrey, we uh, we ended up hanging out with the uh, Arzadon clan for all the August birthdays, because that's how often we get together. It's kind of hard to get that group, because everybody lives so far. And uh, Aubrey was there, and she asked if I would be there, and she uh, obviously knew that we were recording the next day. So she brought she, she brought me the uh, the Breaking Bad barrel, the, the Breaking Bad collection, your, the one that you let her borrow. And uh, it was... <laughs> Sitting in the living room. And really, really to them for not watching it. They've had it for a while now. Yeah, that too. Sorry, go ahead. They're sitting in the living room, and uh, we're getting ready this morning to go to another birthday party, and then, you know, we knew we were planning on coming here. So I told Sandra, okay, and not so much Sandra, it's my, my fault too, I forgot it. It's like, don't let me forget the Breaking Bad barrel that's right there. We need to take it. So, not just to her, but me too, really. Really. Another selfie for you? So you had a, sh a selfie? Selfie. No. Shrilly? <laughs> Shrilly? Um, you know, things are so much easier when we used to live in the same building. <laughs> right. Just leave it outside your door. Just send just a text message. Like, yeah. Good coming. Yeah. Surprised we didn't have just something that we could have done with that. Dumbwaiter. I don't really pole. want to call the kids one of that. Huh? Bat pole. Call my kid a dumbwaiter. Dumbwaiter! Go, go upstairs and get my DVD set. Alright. What else we got? Yeah, I really miss that song. I'm gonna play it again. <laughs> Alright, so I uh, want to say RIP to R2D2. Kenny Baker died. Kenneth George. Kenny Baker was an English actor and musician. He was well known for portraying the character R2D2 in the popular science fiction movie franchise Star Wars. He was born August. 24th, 1934, in Birmingham, United Kingdom. Died August 13th, 2016, Preston, United Kingdom. Uh, he had a height of 3'8", and he was married to Arlene Baker from 1970 to 1993. Yeah, I'm sure he's a great actor, but um, his performance has always felt very canned. He's also in The Elephant Man. Very, very good movie. And uh... Right, Let me try it again. Yeah, his performances were really great, <laughs> but uh, I don't know why they bleeped out all of his lines. Must have been very foul mouth. He was in Amadeus. Wait for another joke out of you. Nah. R2-D2. <laughs> <R2 D2. laughs> bleep, bleep. So yeah, you'll forever be missed. I'm sure 3PO is really upset about the whole thing. But who knows? Maybe we just need uh, another Han Solo. To maybe, if, maybe when Harrison Ford dies, he'll wake back up. You think they could uh, still uh, CGI him in scenes? It's too many acronyms for me. CGI, R2-D2, RIP. What the fuck? Huh? That's uh, Aquaman playing the guitar. All right. What do you want to move on to now? Uh, I got nothing. You want to do promotions? You're burning daylight! Move! All right, so moving on to the promotional segment. There it is. 
course, we want to promote all the fine podcasts on the Get a Disease Network, starring You're Gonna Get a Disease with Nuke. Nuke. <laughs> Lick. <laughs> Luke. Luke, Nick, and Jonah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know if it's the one beer or the whole day's catching up with me, but it's hitting me. Uh, all that just happened starting Rodney, myself, and if we ever have a guest around, besides Johnny, who's on every episode. Something Gate with Claire, the lead of the show, Jared and Steve as their sidekicks. I'm sure the two of them love that one. Das Drunks and The Veg Dialogues. So make sure you guys check out all those fine shows. Reading Came First is another great podcast that you got to check out. And now Hooking Up. And now Hooking Up with starring David Merkel and whatever guest he wants to have. Also on the Disease Network. What else? Uh, Buy American on 9-11 is coming up. Yes. What, two weeks? Three weeks? Save for something big. Make sure to hit me up on August 18th. Well, this will be after the fact, but hit me up anyway to console me over the fact that my daughter is starting school. And I'm sure that's going to be rough for me to handle. I think everyone's going to be here that day. We're not doing Comic-Con this year, right? I don't think so, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't really have time for that right now. There's nobody around that I really want to see. So, uh, let's see. What band is Mike in now? Red Novella. Red Novella. Make sure to check that out. Find Tony Argenon on SoundCloud. Paper Hero. Make sure to check those guys out. Got to get them on the show. Plastic Crimeway Syndicate. Check those guys out. They're a local band that's actually been touring and, and playing shows around... Uh, the Pacific Northwest, so good for them. I think that's it, right? Yeah. Geeks of Gogo, make sure to check out Geeks of Gogo. Always, if if we're not at a convention, always look for them. They'll be around. Will and Monica, very very good people. A lot of fun to talk with. Skin so, abrasions. Skin abrasions. Yes, yes. Uh, Philip Crespo, make sure to look for him. It's right here in the greater Chicagoland area of Oak Park. So very, very talented uh, tattoo artist. So if you're interested in getting a tattoo and you're in the greater Chicagoland area, make sure to hit him up. I'm sure he will do great, great work for you. The number to the shop is 708-660-9566. Make sure to hit him up. Y-Lift. Y-Lift, yes. The company that started right here in Chicago, with which is... Um, fitness apparel and it's more than that it's it's all about giving a reason as to why you're transforming yourself and whatever your why is that's why you wear the appropriate clothing for that so i'm uh, gonna try and get them on the show very soon it'll be great to have them and uh a lot of big things happening around so keep your ears to the ground for that kind of stuff anything else uh no can't think of anything. I guess uh guess let's call it a podcast. Signing off from the FTC. I'm Randy Sinio. Um, I'm Adam Flores. And I'm John. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he points because that makes for great audio. Just <laughs> <laughs> a laser beam came out of nowhere with that one. You've been watching too many anime, bro. That's that's an anime point that's right there. That, that Pokemon movie, man. <laughs> I gotta write you. I'm gonna buy a Pokemon and just throw it at everybody. No, wait, what's a, is the Raichu like the advanced Pikachu? Yeah. yeah. So how many Pikachus do you have to get before you get a Raichu? Uh, 50? 50 candy. Candy, so it's 25, right? Well, you get, what, no, three? You get three plus the trade-in, so... That's four. So, like, 12? 12? 13. No, like, yeah, 13 or five. Who has the time for this shit? The thing is, if kids are playing this game... Wow. <laughs> what a dick. If kids are playing this game, how do they get around the city? You can't just walk everywhere nowadays. Especially not around Chicago. You know, I think a great strategy would be like, 
Alright, if you lived on the north side and I lived on the south side, let's switch accounts for like a few days. Yeah. You're welcome, Internet. We need somebody across the, the ah. pond to get the, the mine. There's a mine Pokemon. And it's only in France? Europe. Like, yeah, there's a guy that went to every single country that, or every, uh, every country that I guess they spawned, and he captured all the Pokemon. And he looks like a guy that would capture all the fucking Pokemon. Complete fucking dude. I think he's walking around with, like, an ash hat. This guy's taking this shit way too seriously. Like, yeah, he had fingerless gloves! You're not catching this shit for real? But <laughs> <laughs> the curveball's not easy to do. Ash's hat looks like a Lexus logo, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. What's it supposed to be? Would you fuck Misty? <laughs> the cosplayer on the episode that I used before? Yeah, sure. 